Hello and welcome to the Yarniacs podcast. This is episode number 258, which we are recording on Thursday, November 18th, 2021. I'm Gail. And I'm Charlene. And we're in the mobile studio again <laughs> in the beautiful Redwood Forest in Santa Cruz. And I think the spot's even prettier than where we've parked. The yeah, last few I think times. so too. And it seems far less populated. Yes, which a, I enjoy. Yeah, quieter little parking lot cubby that we've yes. discovered. I think this is going to be the new spot. Very beautiful. So we'll share some of that gorgeous redwood vibe. <laughs> so what are you wearing? Well, I really am wearing a shawl today. It being one of our chillier days this month. And I was telling Gail that this is one of the first projects that I made. And I don't remember the name of the pattern and I made it pre-Ravelry and I do believe that I made a project page for it on Ravelry after Ravelry started. Oh yeah, it would have been way pre-Ravelry. It, it, it was yeah. pre-Ravelry but we I've tried to look on my phone to figure out what pattern it was by looking up the pattern page and I just don't have good enough service where we are parked right now, but I think the name of it might have been Carol's Shawl, something like that. It will be in the show notes, however. It is a fairly basic small shawlette, one skein kind of project, triangular shawl, and I believe the stitch pattern is just knit two together, yarn over, knit two together yarn over with a center spine and then there are some garter stripes thrown in there too so very very basic in all probability there are several hundred patterns that do exactly the same thing <laughs> on Ravelry in varying combinations of garter stripe with the knit two together yarn over pattern so Pretty basic, pretty easy. I was mentioning to Gail that I had just talked about this shawl in one of the threads in our Ravelry group because we were chatting about how folks learn things and how sometimes if you don't know something is difficult, it actually is easier for you to be successful at it, right. which I think is the case for me with this shawl, because if I had known that a lace pattern such as knit two together yarn over was supposed to be more difficult because it was a lace pattern, then perhaps I wouldn't have tried it. I, I had no clue when I started knitting. I just picked up the yarn grabbed the pattern and thought, oh, okay, I just made a hat. I can follow directions. <laughs> I can make this. And of course, my mom was my knitting help at the time. And moms pretty much think you can do anything. It's true. So <laughs> they're very encouraging to their children. So that's how my mom was. And she told me, of course I could do it. So I picked up the pattern and the yarn, didn't know it was supposed to be difficult. And the color is a color that is still one of my favorites. It's a combo of blue and purples. 
And Gail looked at it and she thought it was one of my recent projects because the color really is still so me. Very signature <laughs> color for you. Yes. So that is Beginning Shawl <laughs> by I'm not sure who. Check the show notes. What are you wearing, Gail? I am wearing my Ninilchik Swancho because, as Charlene said, it's rather chilly for Santa Cruz today. And chilly enough to support the wearing mm -hmm. of a DK weight sweater. Definitely. Yeah. So this is a top-down colorwork pattern by Caitlin Hunter. And I called it my minimalist Nilchik because I did not do as much color work as mm. is called for in the pattern because the pattern is very busy. And I used fingering weight yarn held doubled to get gauge. And Charlene was asking me what color the gray <laughs> is. It's a gray main it's a color. blue gray. Blue gray. Yeah. And I don't know the answer because I held <laughs> all sorts of gray single plied yarns held doubled. And they were leftovers and they were just a mix of different grays. You I think did a good job. Thank you. It was actually a very fun project to knit because I was using mostly leftovers. So mm. it was nice, you know, the feeling you get when you've yeah, used up a lot of definitely. leftovers and then you get a beautiful FO. Yeah. But I do want to say that the problem we experienced with Zweig, the funnel, yes. this is a funnel. If I were to take it off and hold it up, it is this. Yeah. It's absolutely an upside down B. Yeah. So luckily as a swancho, it doesn't matter as much. That's what I was going to ask because this one is much more loose fitting and drapey. So perhaps it doesn't matter as much, but yeah, that's, that's still an issue. With absolutely. Those. Yeah circular yoke. It's a thing, yeah. especially for this one. Yeah. But it is a very fun thing to wear. I do also want to say that in the future I will always remember to wear some kind of shirt underneath because the bottom is so wide that you kind of get a draft, an updraft. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if I was wearing a dress, it wouldn't matter, but I'm wearing just a like a cami and yeah. jogger, so the updraft is kind of chilly <laughs> if you're moving around. So yes, I note to self, always wear it with a t-shirt. So that's the Nanil Chick Swancho by Caitlin Hunter. And what have you been stocking? Okay. I'm stocking a garment called Morgan by Elizabeth Smith. And I think you have made a couple of her patterns. Does the name sound familiar? I looked, I clicked on her name. And I did not write it down, but I thought I spotted a sweater that you had made. It was a sweater, I think, that you made for Mass. Oh, Mud Season? I think that's yeah, it. Yeah, that was the gold one I made for That's the only sweater I made for I think, I think this is the same designer okay. as Mud Season. Don't quote me on it, but okay. I think so. So Morgan, from the pattern page, is an open style drop shoulder cardigan featuring a high-low split hem, textured slip stitch pattern, and pops of contrasting color in the hem and sleeves. Now, does that sound like me? It does, absolutely. <laughs> I, there's a lot of repeat features to this garment. We that, like what we like. It's just like our I colors. Like. Yeah. Yes, exactly. So, this one is knit in worsted weight or sport weight. She has numbers for both. So 
the pattern sizes go from 37 inch to 75 inch oh, nice or 104 centimeters to 189 centimeters. And the slip stitch pattern that is all over the sweater looks kind of like a ribbing. And I think the garment itself would make a great layering piece. So imagine a very loose fitting cardigan open front, all made in this lightly ribbed pattern. And then she has it modeled two different styles. One of them is a short sleeve. So the short sleeve looks like it's just made with, like when you knit the body, the sleeve kind of drapes over like a drop. Yes. I just was able to pull it up on my phone. It's very cute. <laughs> and then that one has the contrasting sleeves mm -hmm. and contrasting hem. And it it reminds me of a cardigan that I made a couple years ago that I really like. And of course I can't remember the name. Flaum. I was just going to say it reminds me of Flaum. It reminds yeah. me a little bit of Flaum. A little bit looser mm -hmm. than Flaum. Mm -hmm. A little more perhaps of a layering piece than Flaum would be because of the short sleeve. But what really grabbed me was there was a project that somebody had made. Well, it was their photos of their project. And on their project page, they show it layered over a long tunic and then leggings. And it just looked so cute because the long tunic, you saw the bottom of the tunic coming out of the bottom of the sweater mm -hmm. and just lots of layers going on that's not it but i'll sh i'll show you the other it's one it's really cute it is cute yeah. and i i love the all over stitch pattern so the sample shows it knit of course with a contrast hem just an inch or two in a different colored yarn you could make it all one color there's there's lots of options since she has it in two gauges and it's knit seamless from the bottom up yeah, and it looks like the sleeves, if you choose to knit long sleeves, are stockinette. So they're not in the, or maybe they're even garter, they're not in the all-over stitch right, pattern, which I like. Right, because yeah. then it looks like you've layered it over a different yes, garment. I yeah, love that look. I thought that was cute. Very it's cute. That, that whole layering thing. Yeah. So that is really cute. Morgan by Elizabeth Smith. Second thing I am stocking is a really cute free hat pattern for babies through children there are three sizes it's knit in Aran weight yarn at 16 stitches to four inches so it will be a very very fast knit it's called troll by gabriella vidmer hanka and the hat has a tall point and i guess it's supposed to emulate troll doll hair ah. because it's it's this tall hat and on the designer's pattern page she shows it in a rainbow of colors like the different troll, troll hair mm -hmm. and i have a very very special place in my heart for trolls i love <laughs> troll dolls so i saw this hat and it's like ah I, I i love this one and it's a free pattern i might have to try it troll by gabriella vidmer honky and you said from baby to child 
Yes. Except for my grandchildren, whose heads are adult size. Well, <laughs> six that's the thing. Three. I think it would be really easy just to, to size it up. Size mm-hmm. it. Yeah. Yeah. And then the last thing I am stocking is a pair of slippers. It's called Esk, and it's from Kate Davis Designs. And we've chatted a lot about Kate Davis on our Saturday Zoom calls with listeners because there's a lots lots of us that like her designs or have knit her designs before and the slippers very very cute slippers they're simple slippers that feature a stitch pattern and from the pattern page they say it has a smocked appearance that is called the lizard stitch in Noragon's twisted stitch source book and the word esque E-S-K, apparently is a common name for newts and lizards in Scots and North English dialects. Hmm. So she calls the pattern Esk. And it's sized for adult feet. They are knit toe up in DK weight yarn, and they only take 240 yards. The slippers look really cute. The The... Little patterning is just adorable. It's on the top of the slipper, and then the sides of the slipper kind of have garter. So it looks like it looks like there's structure to the slipper, even though I know it's just wool fabric. Mm-hmm. But just the stitches kind of emulate the structure of the shoe a little bit mm-hmm. with the garter stitch on the side. But I'm always a little bit unsure about hand knit slippers just because I worry that they won't wear very well or that they will wear out too quickly, yeah. basically. Especially ones like these. This one, the yarn used in these is 100% wool. And I'm not that hard on slippers, but I think I would wear through that very, very quickly. So I'm always a little worried about it. But I love the idea of hand-knit slippers because they do seem cozy and warm. So... Well, what's the worst case scenario? You'd have to knit yourself another pair in a couple Right. Of <laughs> I think it's right. worth it for the luxury on the feet because I love wearing my Wanderer slippers oh, that I finished last yes. year. I love yeah. wearing those. Yeah. They're so cozy. Yeah. And then I remember reading somewhere. I can't remember where I saw this. Somebody was saying that if you knit the foot stranded with a pair of mohair, that's extra luxurious because that just feels soft and cozy and the mohair with all of the strands helps trap air to keep your foot extra warm so yeah that sounds nice but that is ask from kate davis what are you stocking gail of course i'm also stocking a kate davis pattern really of course So I'm going out of order on my show notes just because of that. So <laughs> excuse me if I get, if I fluster my own self. So the Danthan pullover by Kate Davies is one of the things I'm stocking. It is a bottom up, I believe, 99% sure. Now that's the one keyword I didn't write down, but I'm pretty sure it's bottom up. Bottom up. And I noticed it before when she released it, but it wasn't until I saw it on another person and I don't remember where I saw it, that I said, oh, that's really cute. And it's striped. And it's a dolman 
shaped, so it has oh. like bat wings, boxy type of sweater. And the way she knits it, you steek for the, the armholes so that you can just keep knitting in the round. Oh, and then you steek for the armholes and then you knit the sleeves down from there, which seems really, really smart. So on Kay Davy, she's a very petite woman. It's very large on her. And I think that's why I didn't notice it when I first or didn't appreciate it as mm-hmm. much when I first saw it. And the colors of her striping, I think she sells it in a kit with her own yarn. Didn't really strike me. And I'm totally a sucker for if the pattern's in pink, I'm going to notice it more than (laughs) if it's in colors that I don't wear. So the reverse is true. This one, I thought, oh, that's pretty big and, you know, uh, pass. Yeah. Well, then I saw the other picture of a woman where it was small. It was more fitted to her. It was not fitted, but it wasn't as large on her. And her colors, I don't remember what they were now, but they were very pretty. And I thought, that's really cool. And our friend Robbie, Boxy Sweater Gal, she knit a scrappy boxy with greens and blues. And I've wanted to copy her, but I don't really want to do the actual boxy pattern. And I want to do it in leftover pinks. So when I saw the dampen pullover, I thought maybe this is what I'll knit with my leftover pinks. So it would be all different pink stripes. Oh, cool. So that's what I'm thinking. And what are some other keys about this? It's fingering weight, so I wouldn't have to change the gauge. And it's sized from 28-inch bust to a 55-inch bust. So those are the sizes available. And it's pretty high up there on my potential list because Mm -hmm. I really like the shape. I'm not 100% sure about the dolman shaping. But considering I'm wearing a swancho right now, which is kind of dolman shaping, I'm sure it would be just fine. I made a dolman sweater just last year. I remember. Beacon. Yes, right. And I made that like right at the end of sweater season. So I didn't really get a chance to wear it. But the few times that I did wear it, I loved it. I liked it way more than I thought I did. I thought the dolman sleeves were going to feel a little odd at first. And I really liked it. Okay, that's interesting to hear because <laughs> after I looked at this, I went and looked at Beacon. Yeah. And I thought, hmm. And the idea of knitting it in a solid color isn't as appealing. So I could use either Beacon and stripe it, or I could use Danthin. Well, you should try mine on. Oh, that's a good idea. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. See? Planning on the <laughs> So again, that's the Danthin Pullover by Kate Davies. Another pattern I'm stalking is the Sea Glass Tea by Wool and Pine. And this one came out less than a year ago, I think. Mm -hmm. It's a fingering weight color work sweater that is basically, you change color every stitch. So color work, but not color work in a pattern. You're just alternating yarn A, yarn B, yarn A, yarn B. And then you change colors quite frequently. And it's a short sleeved circular yoke. It's probably A-line. I didn't write it down, but it's not extraordinarily positive ease sized in most of the pictures. And when I first looked at it, I thought that looks kind of fiddly. I like color work and I would enjoy, I think the rhythm of that, but changing yarns that frequently could result in a lot of weaving in of ends, but they recommend doing a magic knot to 
prevent having to weave in all the ends. But a lot of people in comments said the magic knot is anti-magic and that it does come undone and it's very unpleasant. So thinking about it, again, I could use my pinks idea and knit that, but it would end up being a heavier weight than the dampen because you basically have double thickness mm -hmm. with two strands in color work. So a little bit different. And that's top-down circular yoke, so much different construction than dampen as well. In different shape, obviously, because it's not dolman. But I guess the only similarity <laughs> then is the idea of using pink leftovers. That's where my mind was at. So anyways, the sizes for sea glass tea are 37-inch bust to 68-inch bust. So very size-inclusive. And there are some beautiful versions of yes, it on really Ravelry. Are. There's one that is rainbow. It's like a neon rainbow with some speckles. And it just makes my heart so <laughs> happy to look at the sweater. So beautiful pictures. I don't know if I'd actually knit it. I keep thinking, yes, I would. No, I wouldn't. Yes, I would. No, I, I do wouldn't. recommend folks go look at the projects, though, because they're so varied. And, yeah, they're just interesting the way people use the colors. Mm -hmm. There's so many yeah. options because you're using scraps yes. and little bits. and It's just fun it's to look crazy, at. I yeah. always enjoy Beautiful. seeing the way people interpret a pattern. And when it's color work, it it there's just more to see and more to enjoy. So yes. it's fun. <laughs> so check it out. Sea Glass Tea by Wool and Pine. And then the last thing I'm stocking is a pattern called Quadrillion. And it's by Megan Fernandez. It's from a pom-pom quarterly issue. And this is a really pretty DK weight sweater. It's knit bottom up and it has lots of pretty cables on the front. Kind of reminded me of Cleo, the Elizabeth Doherty sweater that we've both knit. I just like that look of all the cables. And in a DK weight, we can wear it here versus... A lot of those sweaters with heavy cables are air in weight, which we don't get a much, we don't get much opportunity to wear here. So that is Quadrillion by Megan Fernandez. What you knitting? Okay, in my hands, I have a hat, ribbed hat. I was stocking this pattern last episode. It's called On the Sea Train by Espace Tricot. It's Great for social knitting, podcast knitting, whatever you need that you don't have to think too much about because it's many, many inches of ribbing to start. That's the, a pretty color. Yeah. This is, and this is just Cascade 220. Oh, it's gorgeous. a wine color, maroon color. Very nice. Very cozy. Like I said, basic ribbed hat. I like the way this one finishes at the top. Instead of that kind of star shape that you often get with stockinette hats, this one has four points of decrease. So it just looks different. I That's kind of the way I've been finishing hats when I go off pattern and just make it up. And so this one is nice to have all the numbers there for nice, you. Yeah. <laughs> I do like that four points of decrease method. Yeah. It makes a really nice... Crown. shaping yeah. on the top yeah i like it so on the c train so someone had mentioned that they could not find the on the c train pattern on ravelry because they were looking up or they were looking for on the c train c as an ocean s-e-a 
versus what the pattern is called. The pattern is called on the letter C train. I'm holding my fingers up in the shape <laughs> of a C and I realize you guys can't see that. So on the C train, as in like a public transit train, the letter C train. And by the way, I'm just going to throw this in there, a plug for our show notes. If you ever cannot find something online that we discuss, go to our show notes at yarniacs.com and the links should all be there. Oh, and I'm going to interrupt you because we keep forgetting to mention our Amazon link. Oh, yes. So Thank you. also on the show notes on the right hand side, there is a link to Amazon and it shows one of the neck lights that mm -hmm. we've talked about on the podcast before. But you can click that to do your shopping on Amazon and that puts a couple of pennies into the Arniax fund. So it's not a big what do they call it? Affiliates link. Yeah. But it gives us a couple pennies towards the podcast. Yes. So if you're ever in the mood to do that and you think of it, just go to yarniax.com. Click the link and click and through do your to Amazon. Shopping. Yes. And you're not yeah. required to buy anything specific. You're not required to buy the handy dandy neck light. You can just use that to get to Amazon and then fill your cart from there and shop away. Yeah. And the prices are the same whether you yeah. go through our website yeah. or not. So yeah. it doesn't change anything for the shopping. All right. So sorry to interrupt. Oh, you that's were saying. Fine. And then the next thing I am working on is once again my Oread by May <laughs> UK. <poor> thing. <laughs> well, this time I've gotten somewhere on it. I have finally finished off the bottom of this open front cardigan. I have washed it Yay! and it is ready to have the front edges finished. The pattern. I believe the pattern has the knitter pick up stitches along the edges. You pick up from the bottom on one side, go up all the way along the back neck and then down the other side, which is one of my least favorite ways to finish a sweater because I always feel like, well, if I pick up too many or too few stitches, it takes a long time to figure that out mm -hmm. if you have to pick up a lot of stitches. So I believe I am going to crochet the edging. Oh, I've, cool. Yeah, I've had success with that on other sweaters that have had this kind of knit on edging. And I'm going to try it on this one as well. I only have a little bit of the yarn left and I'm not sure that it is enough for the entire edging. So I've been looking for something that will match or something that will complement, and I haven't found anything yet. So I might be stalled out on this one for a little while until I can find a good match. I think what I should do is start with what I have, see how far I can get, because even if I don't finish multiple rows, like if, if I finish one round of it and then need to rip it out crochet is so easy to rip mm -hmm. out so <laughs> yeah so I think I will start with what I have see how far I can get and then I'll look for something that goes with it I'm only going to end up using very few yards at this point so I hate to buy a skein, a skein yeah. yeah so I'll see what I see so that is or read by May UKP and then the third thing I'm working on is yes I have picked up my long summer cardigan Yay! once again this one is a pattern by Hohilo Catelli we've heard all about it because Gail just recently finished hers and I had put mine aside 
when I decided to knit the Pacific Crest pullover. So where I had stopped on this one, I had knit to just below the sleeve separation, and I had started on one sleeve. I had just figured out how I was going to handle the short rows on oh, the sleeve. Right. Yeah, and then I knit a little bit beyond that, and that's where I stopped. So I finished the first sleeve, and I am currently working on the second sleeve. Yay! Yeah, and then I think once I knit the second sleeve and go back to the body, the body is just straight knitting down, isn't it? Yeah, or is no there shaping. any? There's no shaping mm -hmm. to it, and so I just once I finish the sleeve, it's just straight knitting yep. on the body for as long as I want it. Exactly. So that will be fun and easy peasy because <laughs> I've finished all of the hard stuff. Exactly. Now, does that one have, it must have a knit on edging. I'm pretty sure it does. You don't remember? Must, I don't remember. <laughs> and you I'm, just knit it. I know. I'm pretty, no, I'm 99% sure it does. Because that, given that it's a long cardigan, mm -hmm. that would be a big edging. It was a big all edging. All the way around. Yeah. And did a you, lot of stitches to pick up. Did you have to use two needles? I'm pretty darn sure I did. Okay. Yeah, I can't remember the details. And it wasn't that long ago. That's embarrassing. But I'm pretty sure I did have to use two needles because mine is really long. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So that's something for me to keep in mind, too. It's probably going to be another one that I crochet mm -hmm. the edging on as well. So that is Long Summer Cardigan by Hobie Logatelli. Don't feel bad because people do that to me. They'll ask me questions and... It's something that I knit 10 years ago or five years ago. People will ask me, oh, what size needle did you knit this project on? And You're talking no about something that's idea. five to 10 years ago versus like less than five weeks or maybe five weeks. <laughs> well, I didn't think of that, but <laughs> yeah, there's a little bit of a difference there. Just a wee bit. Okay. So what are you knitting? Well, before I get into what I'm knitting, you mentioned Hohi because of Long yes. Summer. They've been putting teasers of their next interpretation. Uh, you know, I I know that's supposed to be coming, and I haven't seen any. I haven't looked, well, so I'm going to have to check that out. The place I found where you can see the best teasers is the Hohe and Company website. Oh, or okay. Her, bag, her bags website. They have pre-orders for the interpretations book, which you can buy hardcover and or digital and i believe they sell the patterns individually as well you don't have to buy the whole book but they have a lot more teaser photos on the hohe and co okay. website and oh my gosh there are three things in it that i know i want to really? know oh, oh my gosh i know we already stocked but <laughs> there are two sweaters that she that hohe knit and a wrap and the wrap is similar to fading point but it has this beautiful border around it <gasps> gasp it's they're just beautiful so i cannot wait for that to come out it's supposed to come out i think the first week of december or something okay. so i'm anxiously awaiting that we'll but, be stocking that soon exactly <laughs> but i am knitting things in my hands i'm holding the slouchy pattern by lisa much it is a sock pattern that i stocked a long time ago and recently we talked about the new box of pretties that Eat Sleep Knit mm -hmm. sent us to test out. And I'm using a yarn they sent to us. It's called Birch Hollow Fibers, and it's their Berenice Bulky. 
and I'm using the colorway Cedar, and it is a bulky weight yarn, a little over a hundred yards per skein, and this colorway is a dusty pink mauve with speckles of brown and brighter pink and a little almost purplish color. It's really, really pretty. And the pattern, super simple. It's a top down, cuff down sock. And the twisted rib cuff was hard on my fingers because it's mm. a bulky yarn and I was using nine inch circular needles to do it. So that was a little bit fiddly for my fingers. They didn't like it so much. Mm -hmm. But now I'm on the straight stockinette portion of the calf and it's just cruising right along. And the sock construction is really cool. You start with the ribbing, you knit straight for a while, and then you do some more ribbing at the top of your ankle. Is there a top or bottom of your ankle? Just around your ankle. Yeah, I would say the top of your ankle is the part that's closest to your knee. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, that region before you start shaping for the heel. So you get a slouch around your calf. It's, I wouldn't say they're calf high, but anyway, you get a slouch effect. So it's really cool. And I'm loving the yarn. It is so floofy and just lovely to knit with. It's really, not only is it beautiful, but it's lovely to knit with so birch hollow fibers it's and, really pretty yeah it's gorgeous it's very fall isn't it mm -hmm. so perfect for being in the forest right now not that red wood trees are particularly actually red but they're reddish <laughs> so anyway slouchy by lisa much and i'm also working on my straw flower shawl by Simeonadian, and that's getting a lot of love lately so i'm pretty close ish to being done I have one more of those hideous bobble sections, which will take me a long time because it's the longest, it's the longest. Bobble section. And by the time I get to the bobbles in about five or six more rows, I'll have almost 400 stitches on the needles. Wow. So yeah, it's going to be a long haul to get through that bobble section, but it's really, really pretty. The stripes <laughs> of the single ply fingering, which is a bright, bright pink. And the mohair, which is a very, very light pink with some speckles of darker pink that perfectly match the other yarn are just so pretty. They make me so happy. It's a little bit tedious to knit because the stitches, the mohair silk lace stitches in particular, really slide on the needle. So if I set it down, I'm losing stitches. They come sliding right off the needle. So I've taken to holding the needles together and wrapping a hair tie, a hair elastic oh, around okay. the needles. Oh, yeah. Anytime I go to set it down so that I don't lose stitches. Yeah, that makes sense. So handy dandy. I should use some of those cute little needle holders you gave me, oh, but they're yeah, never where I need them. <laughs> of course not. So I can rip a hair tie out of my hair and cinch that baby up and they're not going anywhere. <laughs> so that's what I'm knitting. This just in from Lolo Body Care. Do you have a fugly in your shower? Things don't always turn out as planned, and that is true sometimes with the soap we make. There is absolutely nothing wrong with a fugly. It cleans, lathers, moisturizes, and smells great like all our non-fugly soap. It's just that, well, they're kind of strange looking. Some have holes, dents, dings, and maybe dull colors. Really not something you want to gift to someone, but for yourself, yeah, maybe. 
<laughs> Fugly is definitely one of a kind and always scented with one of our fantastic scents. Enjoy and appreciate it for the strange bar that it is. If you appreciate individualism, want to come clean and save a few bucks without compromising quality, order a Fugly or two. Lolo Body Care will be having fourth holiday season specials this year. Your best opportunities for all the specials, but especially these deals, is by signing up for the email newsletter, which goes out every other Saturday. You can sign up for the newsletter on the website at www.lolobody.com. Now, not necessarily a fugly, but my soap always ends up being fugly exactly, anyway. Right? So <laughs> I was trying so hard not to laugh as you were reading that. I mean, whose soap doesn't end up, if it's a bar, it always ends up exactly. a little misshapen anyway. Kind of drooping and, down the yes, shower shelf. Exactly. And, yeah. So what really matters is the soap gets you clean. Yep. Maybe has a nice scent or two. And hey, save a few bucks. Gotta love that. Yeah. Gotta and love I'm that. not afraid of fugglies in Christmas stockings. I just oh, have to say. I wouldn't be either. So, no, especially when they smell like the Lolo Body products. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so, thank you for sponsoring us this month, Lolo Body. We appreciate you. Yes, we do. Thank you. And what have you finished? Well, I was talking about the on the sea train hats. And I've knit three of those. Wow. That I've finished. Yeah. They're great little, great little hats. I have knit most of a hat on each of the past two Zoom calls nice. with our group on Saturdays. Usually I'll be able to knit most of the body. And then afterwards I'll do the decreasing and finishing off nice so that was two one of them i don't know it was knit in the evenings with so i had two skeins of cascade 220 i knit like a hat from each of them and then the third hat with those two colors mm -hmm. yep. <laughs> so it worked out good as you do <laughs> as mm -hmm. you do yeah so that is the on the c train letter c pattern that I talked about earlier. And then I also finished a Windschief hat. Now that is a pattern by Stephen West. And mm, that pattern was okay, but I knit the largest size because I was intending it to be for a man for some reason. I don't, I don't have an intended recipient for the hat, but I suppose because it was modeled on a man, I was thinking it was going to be for a man, but the hat is certainly genderless. But it, I, I just made the largest size and it, I don't know if I knit it too loosely, but it was, you've heard me laugh at some of my big hats and call them buckets, buckets. before. This one <laughs> was a serious bucket. It looked like a bucket. So I immediately ripped it out. Oh, you did? I did. Oh, because there's going to be someone with a big head out there who appreciates a hat. There is, but I the have to say it wasn't my favorite hat pattern. Okay. So, yeah, it was good to try it so that I could say that I've done it because it's Obviously, it's a very, very popular mm -hmm. hat pattern. There are thousands of projects on Ravelry, so lots of people love this hat. But 
I ripped it out, made something smaller. <laughs> so those are the only things I have finished. Have you finished anything? I finished quite a bit, actually. <laughs> I finished my CC copycat beanie. Oh, yeah. And loved that yarn. I talked about it last episode. It's also from the Eat Sleep Knit box of pretties. It was Miss Babs Madison, which is a Aran weight yarn. So it's not quite bulky, but oh, is it plump and delicious. It is just a beautiful yarn. Love the hat. It's not big on me, but it's perfect because I get headaches if the hat's too tight, if the mm -hmm. brim's too tight. And this hat has a folded brim and it's just right on my head. So it doesn't squeeze. But when I was knitting it, I talked to Alex and Alex said, oh, it would fit Olivia. So I brought it all the way to Spokane with me for my visit a few weeks ago, and it got battered around the living room and Olivia would, she refused to try it on. She just did not want to try Aww. it on. I think it's because it had no purple in it. So I said, okay, she's never going to wear this. You're never going to wear this. I'm bringing this home with me. And if I don't wear it, I'll make it a charity hat, but I think I'm going to keep it. It's the more often I wear it, the more I like it. It's so. super pretty. It's really pretty. <laughs> so that is the CC copycat beanie. I also knit two Christmas gift hats for Alex and for Josh. And for Josh's, I used the pattern Christian's hat by Anya's Kutas. And for Alex, I knit the February hat by Kate Ganyon Osborne. And the February hat is from their Year of Hats collection. Mm -hmm. Both hats were worsted weight, and I used the same yarn for both of them. Oh, so nice. they're matchy-matchy, but not the same pattern. Yeah. <laughs> and I used Malabrigo Rios in Paris Nights because our local yarn store was having a buy four skeins, get one free sale. So I availed myself of that sale a while ago. <laughs> So I got two skeins of the Paris Knights because they both love navy blue. And this nice. is such a beautiful navy. Christian's hat has almost like a waffle pattern to it and is very warm and cushy on your head. I made that a double brim for him because he's going to wear it when he's using the tractor out in the field and mm. his head gets cold. So perfect. And I did a double brim on Alex's as well. So folded brim. So the provisional cast on well neither of us do it that way but <laughs> yeah. you're supposed to do a provisional cast on and then you fold it and take those stitches and knit them with the live stitches to get a folded brim that stays folded so it's a nice little technique to use on patterns so i knit both of those christmas hats and i'm going to knit one for wesley as well Libby's going to get a sweater for her birthday in January. I guess I'm going to have to knit her a hat too, because I can't not get her a hat. <laughs> so anyway, lots of hats happening, but hat story for this episode, I'll put the pictures in the top of the thread on Ravelry. I did take pictures with the grandkids when I was there on the visit. I was wearing my unbearable hoodie sweater and they were wearing their unbearable hats. Yeah, that and it was, was really very, cute. very cute. <laughs> they were very cooperative. And I should do a before and after picture. The first pictures that we took when, when Wesley was newborn. Yeah. And the pictures now six months later when the hat fits him. Yeah. He's enormous. He's almost 30 inches, 25 pounds at six months. He's a very large boy. So it was very fun to take the pictures. And I was looking at the hands, how Olivia's like holding my hand yeah. and Wesley's holding my hand. It's so cute. <laughs> it makes me so happy. So 
lots of hats going on. And I also finished my sweater, the classic by Espace Tricot. Oh, you finished it. I finished it, it last night. So I haven't woven in the ends and blocked it yet, but knitting is done. And it's really a nice sweater. It's top down. It has a turtleneck collar, which of course you don't have to do a turtleneck if you don't want to. And raglan shaping, super simple. And it has a split hem at the bottom. And of course it's at the bottom. It's the hem. (laughs) (laughs) Didn't need to add that detail. But what is interesting about it, I think it's just one of those sweaters where you knit and you don't have to think about it. Yeah. So it was very simple, very nice. I used Madeline Tosh Air Light, which is a base they no longer carry, mm-hmm. which is wool, a little bit of alpaca, and a little bit of silk, fingering weight, single ply, held doubled with a merino silk lace weight by Onling. And they're both in navy blue, and it's really, really pretty. I really I like can't it. wait to see that. Yeah. Charlene mm-hmm. and I are planning a photo shoot soon because yeah. we have a lot of finished sweaters <laughs> that need pictures taken. And I was thinking with my long summer, I'm not quite sure how to style it. But this sweater, I know exactly what I want to wear cool. with it. So I'm very excited about that. The classic. I highly recommend the pattern by Espas Trico. And all three of my finishes are free patterns. So oh. the classic, Christian's hat, and the February hat are all free patterns. Cool. Go Ravelry. <laughs> All right. And what is coming up? Sea Cow. Self-indulgent knit-along. <laughs> Yay. Not just self-indulgent knit-along, but self-indulgent knit-along 2022. Holy smoke. Yeah. That's scary. Yeah. So. <laughs> That's like kind of mind-blowing. <laughs> the start date in the past, we have started this special knit along on New Year's Day. And then I believe, was it just last year or two years ago? I, I We moved it to the solstice. To right? the solstice, yes. Because we're impatient. We don't want to have to wait for the first. <laughs> for all of us who do a lot of Christmas knitting and things like that, we want to get started on our own yeah. stuff again. So Self-indulgent. If you want to start it on the solstice feel free if you want to start your self-indulgent knit on January 1st, feel free. Mm-hmm. If you want to start it someplace in between, basically any time after the solstice, which is December 21st in our time zone. And I was looking up some information about the solstice and I was telling Gail, I think we should call it the December solstice from now on, instead of calling it the winter solstice. And the only, yes, the reason I'm thinking of this is because we have had some folks from down under on our Zoom calls on Saturdays. Yeah. So I'm thinking about their solstice as well. And how, if we start it in December, it's not their winter solstice. That's right. It's their summer solstice. So for us in the Northern Hemisphere, it's the shortest day because it's the shortest day that the sun is above the horizon or something technical like that. <laughs> um, and it's the longest night. But in the Southern Hemisphere, it's the flip side mm-hmm. of that. And then... When we have our summer solstice, they're having their winter solstice. 
So it's opposite. So it. I think we'll call it the December solstice That's, from now on. Yeah, good idea. <laughs> yeah, because half of the world is not in winter. Right. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Exactly. So from the winter solstice on, our days will start getting longer. And I said it again. From the December solstice on, our days will start getting longer. And in the Southern Hemisphere, their days will start getting shorter. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. Okay, so December solstice is the kickoff date. Yes. But, of course, you can start and finish your project anytime between that date and the... And the spring equinox, which is on Saturday, March 20th in the Northern Hemisphere. March equinox now. Because, again, it's spring for us, but fall for them. Oh, you're right. The March equinox. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So we will call, we will try to remember to call it the March equinox. So December solstice through March equinox. Okay. And that's December 21st through March 20th. Okay. You guys, I'm counting on all of you listening and all of you posting in the Ravelry group to keep me honest this year, this, this knit along. Some of you know, I royally blew it for the colors of fall knit along and closed it 24 hours early because I had my dates wrong because I do this all the time. But we opened it up again. It was all good. Yes. So my apologies to those of you who scratched your head and thought, well, that's weird. I sure thought I had an extra day because you did have an extra day. I'm very sorry about that. So I'm hoping everybody's going to keep me honest this year. I will triple check my dates before I start and end things. So now that we have the dates, Gail, do you want to <laughs> tell everyone, p- perhaps for those who don't know, what is the self-indulgent knit along? It's all things self-indulgent. <laughs> so you can knit, you can crochet, you can do any craft you want, basically. It doesn't have to be a gift. It doesn't have to have certain colors. It doesn't have to have a certain yarn base. Anything that's self-indulgent, because we figure by the end of the calendar year, most people are done knitting for other people. Some of I, I know there are some people who like to knit for others all the time. Yeah. That's fine. But you could be using a favorite yarn that knitting with it is very self-indulgent and making a hat for your partner or for charity. If it brings you happiness, go for it. Yeah. It could be that skein that's been in your stash just waiting to be knit. It could be a pattern in your library that's been waiting to be knit. It could be anything that feels self-indulgent and brings you joy. That's the whole purpose of this knit along craft yes. along yes so Just something for yourself in some way something that makes you happy yeah what could be <laughs> easier than that right <laughs> so no rules for finishing other than a finished object at least one and yeah. we'll open an fo thread probably the day after we start the knit along because some of you are very speedy quick <laughs> it's true it always seems like within two days someone someone's has an finished FO. something mm-hmm. yeah. it's amazing so In the FO thread, just post a picture of your finished object. It doesn't have to be styled or anything. And then please do only do one post in the FO thread, though, so that it's easy for us to pick prizes. If you have multiple finishes, you can just add them to your original post. So we'd love to see all the things you finish, but please try to keep it in one post so that it makes it easy for us. Yeah. And I have two things that I'm thinking about knitting for the self-indulgent along. Two things that I've stocked at various times. So the first one is called Soft Flow. It's by Hanum Sajuska. And it's a top-down raglan sweater that is long. And it's knit with 
a strand of lace weight held with a strand of mohair silk lace weight. And I have burgundy onling mohair silk and burgundy Madeline Tosh, a discontinued base. That's their 80-10-10 lace. So 80% merino, 10% cashmere, 10% nylon in Venetian, my favorite burgundy. So super self-indulgent, super easy because there's no stitch pattern. It's raglan shaping. There's no body shaping. You do pick up and knit the collar, I believe, at the end. And it has a little bit of a shawl collar at the mm-hmm. back of the neck. So I'm sure there are short rows mm-hmm. involved to achieve that. And it has pockets. So it's basically open front, cardi, super simple. The kind of thing I've been loving to wear at home lately. <laughs> I've been wearing my Blue Sands cardigan almost every day. Wow. And that's I just, great. That combination of lace and lace that's so light and airy mm-hmm. but so warm is just pure heaven. So that one's really high on the list of potentials. And that has a pretty good size range. It's from 34 and a half inch bust to 63 inch bust, which translates to 89 centimeters to 159 centimeters. So really good size range on that one. And then the other one I'm considering doing is City Limits by Tannis LaValle. And that's a fade. She calls for two strands of fingering, I believe, held together. And you could also knit that in DK. And I'm sure you could make it work for worsted or other varieties of yarn. You could pull that off with fingering helped with mohair silk there are lots of different projects on the the finished projects pages so you can see the way many people have done it we have a couple of our friends who have knit them and they're very cute she blended it i think she uses five different colors of fingering and you start with one color held doubled and then you drop one of those strands and add the second color and then the second color doubled and then blending it (laughs) exactly marling it It's really pretty. Yeah, it is. And I checked out the pattern and the way it's knit, it's reversible. So you can wear reverse stockinette on the public facing side or stockinette on the public facing side. And it's really cool. Yeah. So she shows on the pattern page, she's wearing it reverse stockinette facing out and her son's wearing it stockinette facing out. So different options. I mean, knitting a reversible sweater is pretty cool. Yeah, that is. So that's... Those are the two things that I'm considering right now, soft flow and city limits. So we'll see. I don't really have a pattern that I'm considering. I'm just thinking about some of my DK weight yarn that I have and using something, picking something to use that yarn for because I'm in the mood for a quicker finish. (laughs) Yes, I get that because all of your sweaters have been taking longer than normal for you. Yeah, I've been knitting less these days, so everything's taking longer. Although, all that being said, when the new interpretations comes out, we may completely change our self-interpretation. We might. (laughs) And I didn't explain. Interpretations is the pattern collection that Hohi Locatelli and Vera Valimaki do together every year. So they come up with, I think, four or five words, and they each create a pattern based on that word. And then they package it together in a collection called Interpretations. So Interpretations of the Word. Yes. So looking forward to that. And there were some definite potentials in there for (laughs) self-indulgent knitting. Just saying. Take a look. (laughs) All right. Well, thank you for joining us in the Redwood Forest here in Santa Cruz, which is 
kind of foggy and almost ethereal. It's a little gloomy right now. Right now yeah. yeah, but if you look out to the right, it's almost foggy back there. Yeah, it's the nice. The trees, I so. like it. This is my favorite weather. So. Yeah, there's there's a definite mood to yeah. the forest. Nice. <laughs> so thank you for joining us. Happy knitting. Happy knitting, everyone. Bye-bye. Bye. You can find our podcast on iTunes at Yarniax Podcast. Visit our blog with show notes at yarniax.com. We have a friendly and engaging Yarniax Podcast Ravelry group. My Ravelry name is Knitter Ninja Shar. Gail's is Gaily Whaley. You can follow us on Twitter at Yarniacs or on Instagram at Yarniac and at Gaily Whaley. 